This is episode number 213 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Sal DiVincenzo here in the studio with my fabulous colleagues, Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo. Hello. How are you ladies doing this week? Good. Good. I just have a little bit of something I want to follow up on. A couple of episodes ago, Sarah was talking about the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And Sarah, you specifically said, you know, why do we have these um, like behind the scenes categories, Mm -hmm. like editing and and so on and so forth. And it was a fun little thing that we did. And uh, I found out uh, actually last night that uh, Disney ABC wholeheartedly agrees with you, Sarah, <laughs> because they allegedly threatened to cancel the Oscars oh. unless some awards were cut from wow. the ceremony, from the broadcast. Well, don't uh, they have a secondary ceremony, like for the Yeah, but others? that's like really yeah. like, that's that it, that's like technical. Oh, it's yeah. like all the technical awards. Oh, okay, and yes, okay. that is separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now, wait, wait, wait until you hear what, what Disney is saying they should cut. So this is from Yahoo News, uh, Brendan Morrow, staff writer. Mm -hmm. Some controversial changes to the 2022 Oscars reportedly came about after ABC threatened to pull the plug on the telecast entirely. Wow. Wow. They literally said, either do this or we're not showing it. So this is what uh, they want to do. So the plan, Mm -hmm. as announced last week, is for eight of Mm -hmm. the 23 awards, 23 awards, Mm -hmm. eight of the awards, and these are the ones. I I think some of these are actually, you know, Documentary short subject. Yeah, no. Film editing. Yeah. Which is what you said. Makeup and hairstyling. But there's two different ones, though. Yeah. There's like makeup and hairstyling. And, and, and then costume, costume yes. which is. Original yeah. score. No, you gotta leave that in. That. Production design. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see that. Out. Animated short film, mm-hmm. live action short film, and sound are to be given out before the telecast, and the acceptance speeches will then be edited and placed into the broadcast. Wow. So like probably like a 20-second snippet. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a montage. Like yeah. earlier this yeah. evening, we gave yeah. away the award for Well, they sound. do that, I yeah. believe, with the other... They yeah. tend to, yes, they put do. that in there. Oh, yeah. So then Steven Spielberg, Yeah. also from Yahoo News, uh, Steven Spielberg disagrees with the decision to pre-record eight Oscar categories and is not optimistic about a reversal. So it's like they're expecting perhaps like people to be upset about this. I don't think people are, would be upset about gaining an extra hour of, of their is life. Is that how much they time? They gonna, it always goes yeah. over. It's like think eight to 11, eight, I think. So, so think about it. Let's say yeah. on average, mm. on average, it's like three minutes for eight Mm-hmm. per eight awards yeah, right yeah. and then commercials and yeah. then like acceptance speeches mm-hmm. so it's three minutes to announce the award you figure they, they keep it two minutes so let's say five minutes mm-hmm. five times eight is 40 minutes yeah. plus it's an hour yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. after all is said and done after a screening sunday of west side story on the fox lot spielberg a three-time oscar winner mm-hmm. was not only nominated for best picture and director again this year but also <laughs> serves as the academy's board of governors on the academy's board mm-hmm. of those told that he felt he needed to make a statement. Quote, <laughs> quote I disagree with the decision made by the executive committee. <laughs> I feel very strongly that this is perhaps the most collaborative medium, medium in the world. All of us make movies together. We become a family where one craft is just as indispensable as but they're not, the not giving them awards. They're just not. Yeah. Walk, you know, they they walk up to the stage. I have to say, the only people who are upset about this are the people who are nominated. Yeah, that's who I would think and, would be upset. Well, like, you know, I, think I could I, care less. Yeah. I think I would. Uh, well, I think I would be, right? If I yeah. worked on a movie. And I don't I was, know. Editing is big. I think editing is, is huge. Is I think editing could And also save. original score, I think, yeah, is a, is I think a huge deal. Yeah, I think those could say. 
I'm just picking this out of out of the air. Can you imagine like Michael Giacchino or John Williams, right? Who are their big like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine they like? That's only nominated? after the fact. I mean, that's not like they yeah. weren't like legendary right. at yeah. the. Yeah. But you know, the thing is though, it, is that it, like you said, they're not not getting awards. They're still no. getting awards. They're getting right. awards. We're just not going to see them get the awards. Except You're just not like, going to watch them walk up to the stage. Yeah, someone, a family in Idaho, is yeah. not going to see you know these people yeah. get their you. short film yeah. live action award yes. like that they never saw, that they will never see because yeah. it's never, ever shown mm. in small rural right. places like yeah, yeah. yeah except if it's that documentary on potatoes and those people <laughs> in idaho are upset like you would not believe sarah but yeah, you know, i don't uh, i think that's good i don't yes because i i like movies yeah. and i am in charge of so i you know i get it but at the same time i really hate award shows i think it's very mm. pompous it's very mm. self-congratulatory mm. and i laugh like Okay, Steven Spielberg. We don't care what you think. Like, yeah. like I felt the need to tell them my opinion. Like, yeah. okay, good. Yeah. Yes. Like, and I'm sorry, West Side Story. Why is that nominated? It's a yeah. remake and yeah. not a good one. Yeah. yeah. Just because he's Steven Spielberg. Like, please. Yeah. Do you think remakes should should be eligible for awards? Do you think unless they, should be they totally reimagine? Yeah, it. reimagine. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But if it's the same songs that were done very well the first time, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. And it won awards the first time. Yeah. Like, like you know, like so gee, what's the will point? it be a popular again like yeah but doesn't that happen with the tony awards too i mean revivals do get mm. do win tony awards don't they yes maybe we should change that rule. it's I, i'm sorry i don't i like i like i said i'm i like i i, I love and hate it mm-hmm. no. <laughs> these award yeah. shows yeah. yeah your passion is the same passion as the executives over at disney abc mm-hmm. because well, they not only <laughs> like, they didn't say yeah. they didn't like disney didn't say okay we're gonna we're gonna forcefully cut this down yeah they literally said we won't do it at all yeah they, and they probably it. have something in every one of those categories too disney yeah yeah so. exactly i have a feeling not, oh, because people don't watch people they don't know watch it's so and long. it costs yeah. a lot of money yeah. to produce so yeah and people are like, yeah, yeah. They much rather, much rather watch. And like else. the good one, like not the good ones, but the big awards are always at the end. So you're yeah. forcing people to stay because they want to see. And then who you have to cut movie. people off too. Yeah. That like, yeah, you yeah. know, that's the worst too. When you get yeah. like some like first time winner director who mm-hmm. like worked their way up yeah. and they win the award and like after a minute they're like playing the music, yeah. and playing them off yeah. the stage. Interesting. Right. Yeah. So interesting uh, little uh, bit of development there. Uh, so with that, why don't we jump into our segments? Nicole, uh, why don't you go first? You have a uh, popular <laughs> feature that you're going so, to feature horoscope here. On, time. On horoscope time. <laughs> We're in like the middle of the month, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when you're supposed to talk about it, right? Yeah, After yeah. It starts. <laughs> all right, so we'll do Pisces because it's Pisces season right now. So for all of my Pisces, open yourself to new experiences, Pisces. The planets are creating pathways for big changes in your life, but you can't embrace them without getting out of your comfort zone. A career shift may be ahead for you, but it looks different than you expect. New love can be found this month if you're open to receiving it. Look to family support if you feel overwhelmed by all of the change. Check out Savvy Sheldon Feels Good as Hell by Taj McCoy. This is on my TBR list. After her no good ex leaves her for what he calls an upgrade, Savvy decides it's time to give herself an upgrade. She's determined to give dating a break while she renovates her body, her work-life balance, and her outdated kitchen. But during her journey, her loved ones and the contractor working on her kitchen show her that she's perfect and worthy of love just as she is. Hmm. I would think for a Pisces, just being out of water would be an uncomfortable situation. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Sal. All right, so for that, you get yours. (laughs) Aries. 
Are you eager to hit the road, Aries? Yes, I am. All right. Travel is in the forecast for you this spring. Cool. And apparently for Taurus and Virgos as well. Nice. Because <laughs> we will be with you. Yes. <laughs> but Both... you just traveled, so. Yeah. There you go. Both for business and pleasure. Nice. But before you see the sights, you've got something, you've got some lingering problems to settle at home. Oh, settle at home. Oh, oh man. Some relationships may need tending this month. Uh-oh. Clear the air before leaving town or else your plans may be foiled. At work, your fresh ideas may bring big success. Oh. Do you have fresh ideas, Sam? I always have fresh ideas, so All I right. keep them under my desk. Okay. <laughs> you should read On a Night of a Thousand Stars by Andrea Clark. College okay. student Paloma returns to her home in Argentina for her diplomat father's annual summer soiree. After hearing a strange comment from a party guest and college friend of her father's, she decides to learn more about her father's past. Paloma's curiosity shows her a dark side of Argentina's past, reveals her family's hidden secrets, and puts her in grave danger. I feel like with these suggestions, there's always a dark side. It's not just like a nice, straightforward well, story. Well, no one wants to read about that. <laughs> Everyone likes a dark side. All right, and let's see. Cancers. Like, I haven't really talked about cancers okay. too much. March is all about relationships for cancer. Quality time with family and loved ones is hard, including some deep-in-your-feelings chats. But relationships are also crucial for your work. Rubbing elbows with colleagues and business acquaintances may make all the difference in reaching your goals. A little socializing may also lead you to an entrancing new love interest this month. Ooh. I recommend, not me, but the author of the article, mm. uh, Peach Blossom Spring by Melissa Fu. In 1938, Mylin and her four-year-old son, Renshu, were forced to flee their home in China to escape an invasion by the Japanese army. The only thing they were able to bring to comfort them was a beautifully illustrated scroll of ancient fables. Over 70 years and three generations, Mylin's descendants grapple with what it means to protect your family while also teaching them their own history. Sounds good. Yeah. What about the two of you? We'll do Virgos. Yeah. Virgo. Say it with me, Virgo. Self-care. I do that all the time. Say it, Sarah. Self-care. Self-care. There you go. <laughs> You've been working yourself to the bone lately, and any free time has been spent caring for others. Unless you change course now, you're headed for burnout. Uh-oh. Get some rest and make time for things that bring you joy. Mm. March may also require you to take a close look at toxic relationships. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Anyone who can't love you at your worst should be shown the door. Uh-oh. Read something to make you laugh, like Jesse Q. Sutanto's Four aunties and a wedding. Mm. Medi Chan has worked <laughs> countless weddings with her family's wedding planning company. Uh, now that she's getting married, she's letting her family relax and hiring another respectable Indonesian Chinese family business to plan her special day. Wow, that's specific. But mm. then an over, <laughs> but then an overheard phone call reveals that Medi as has accidentally hired the mafia, and they're using her wedding to conduct shady business. I How does she I get those you, two confused? Oh, I hate so when you funny. accidentally, yes, you accidentally hire the mafia. <laughs> oh, I want to read that. That that would be a book that I would read. <laughs> All right, Tauruses. Yes. All right. You've got to work for what you want, Taurus. You've had your eye on something for a while, but March demands that you take concrete steps toward it rather than sitting and waiting. It's also a busy month for you professionally, mm. so you oh. may feel spread thin. Self-care. Self-care. <laughs> Take care of your physical and mental health and make time for activities that energize you. Nice. Determination now will pay off very soon. 
Check out Disorientation by Elaine Ishu. Taiwanese-American PhD student Ingrid wants nothing more than to wrap up her dissertation and move on with her life. But while researching the famous Chinese poet at the heart of her work, she hires the mafia. No, I'm just kidding. She, <laughs> discovers, <laughs> just say, yeah. she discovers a strange note that sends her on a wild journey to find out what it means. It must be nice to be a student and rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it must be nice. To have to <laughs> neither of those things. I use textbooks or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank yeah. you, Nicole. Oh, yeah. Sarah, mm. what are you going to talk about this week? I'm going to talk about the Iditarod. Aww. Cool. So it actually started March 5th, but mm-hmm. it's a 10-day race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so this is off of the, I, the official Iditarod website. And I've, I've like been obsessed with the Iditarod because it's, you know. Dogs. Dogs. Mm. Okay. The race is really a reconstruction of the freight route to Nome, and it's to commemorate the part that sled dogs played in the settlement of Alaska. The mushers travel from checkpoint to checkpoint, much as the early freight mushers did. Although some modern dog drivers move at a pace that would have been incomprehensible Mm -hmm. to their old time counterparts, making the trip to Nome in under 10 days. How long did it originally usually take, I say? No. It's a long time. See, here we go. Probably like weeks and weeks, I would think. I would think so. But, however, although the race's fame causes many people to think the Iditarod Trail when they think of traveling to Nome, Alaska, the trail is actually impossible during the spring, summer, and fall. Mm. So it's only like when it snows. Yeah. So, moreover, its routing is far from a direct course, uh, taking about 1,000 miles to go the 650 or so airline miles from Anchorage to Nome. Wow. Wow. This was two halves. Mm -hmm. The checkpoints for the first half of the current race are Anchorage to Campbell. There's a lot of checkpoints. Mm -hmm. And we'll go through all of them. But in even years, it swings from north. And then the other year, the um, odd years, it goes south. Mm -hmm. And then the home stretch is the same every year. That starts at the Caltag checkpoint. And that's Una Lockley Shock. You guys know how bad I am at, mm-hmm. at uh, names, so this will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does take up to like 10 days. Every musher's arrival is heralded by the city's mm-hmm. fire siren, and every musher musher is greeted by a crowd lining the chute. It's called the chute mm-hmm. when you go in. So no matter the time of day or night, or if he or she is first or last across the line, they will be greeted by crowds. Isn't that That's nice? nice. Yeah. <laughs> and unlike common belief, which they think huskies yeah. are the sled dogs, it's actually a mix of oh. different breeds. I was and it's, say what, they're yeah. called the Alaskan sled dogs, oh, okay. but it's like mainly husky breed, okay. mixed with some other things. Mm-hmm. This is, um, I have a little map here. So you guys can't see it, but <laughs> <laughs> but Sal and, and Nicole can see it. So um, the northern route, which is the even years we discussed, it shows all the checkpoints, and that's how long it wow. is we're gonna put in the show notes yeah. Yeah, yeah so it starts at anchorage anchorage is sort of like the um, welcoming checkpoint right mm-hmm. and you can actually bid on being in a in the sled mm-hmm. for the first 11 miles to the official start oh, yeah wow. so if anyone wants to you know is that cool mm-hmm. so that's 11 miles and then officially starts at the yetna station okay yeah so the whole miles the total distance of the Iditarod is 975 miles. Oh, my goodness. I know. So um, For 10 days. 10 days. Well, less if you win. Less, yeah. Yeah. If you win, yeah. Yeah. The actual, I think the website is like Iditarod.com or whatever, mm. and it has like profiles of all the teams, mm. and they even profile the dogs. No. <laughs> it's so cute. They all have like their doggy headshots, <laughs> and it's so cute. So there's six dogs 
on a on a team, right? Mm-hmm. So the bobsled, what I would call a bobsled, mm-hmm. they call the rig or the sled, mm-hmm. right? And then the dogs in front, there's so the six dogs, so it's two dogs each. So the dogs closest to the sled are called the wheel dogs. Okay. Then the middle dogs are called the swing dogs. Mm-hmm. And then the lead, like the big dogs mm-hmm. are called the lead dogs. And those yeah. are like, you know, ones that I guess set the pace and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we do have a lot of books here. We have a ton in children's. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we yeah. have a ton in children's. Which I always say, like, if you're an adult and you just want to start off with information. It's okay to go over there. Yeah, yeah it is. Pick totally. out a book. Yeah. So it's just quick, easy, yeah. digestible information. But for adults... Um, we have a few DVDs. The call number is 798.8. Um, and so we have a, a, a DVD called I Did a Rod, A Far Distant Place. So in a journey of challenge and courage, three mushers run the long distance I Did a Rod sled dog race across the Alaskan wilderness. For over a 1,000 miles, Mike Williams, an Eskimo, and the sobriety musher, and Linda Plattner, a 48-year-old grandmother, and Mike mm-hmm. Nusko, a man determined to place in the money Brave Mm -hmm. Arctic temperatures, exhaustion, and difficult terrain to find purpose and self-knowledge in the last great race on Earth. And then we have Fast Into the Night, A Woman, Her Dogs, and Their Journey North on the Iditarod Trail, which is a book. It chronicles the author's attempt to complete the Alaska legendary race, the Iditarod, led by her team of Huskies, with whom she forms a fascinating and inextricable bond and gains unique insights into canine behavior. And we have The Toughest Race on Earth. It's a DVD. And it documents 96 teams attempting to to traverse more than 1,000 miles in Alaska with nothing but 16 dogs as an engine. Between Anchorage and Nome, a man and man's best friend must work together, care for each other, and play a disciplined game of strategy if they hope to be first to cross the finish line. Finally, we have Winter Dance, The Fine Madness of Running the Iditarod. And that's by Gary Paulson. The author's account of his most ambitious quest to know a world beyond his knowing to train for and run the Iditarod. Nice. Yeah. So a lot of the things it's like, you know, about uh, resiliency and, mm. and you know, it's it's a very unique competition. And the, the dogs aren't hurt, right? They, they Some dogs them. do die. Do they die? Some dogs do die. Well, if they fall and they hurt themselves. Oh, no, but I'm, I guess I'm saying they're, they're treated well, right? Yeah, I, mean, I believe at every well. every pit stop there's a team of veterinarians to treat okay. the dogs. And I guess if, you know, I know I saw a few documentaries where the teams had to bow out because mm-hmm. their dogs, like their paws were mm-hmm. cracked mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah. obviously a good uh, musher would Take care of their dogs before winning. So, yeah, Yeah, I know there is some there is some uh, controversy, Mm -hmm. and and some people Mm -hmm. say that it's it's you know not good for Mm -hmm. the animals and that they sort of uh, boycott it. But um, look, Mm -hmm. what I'm about to say is completely anecdotal. Okay. However, when I was younger, yes, we one one afternoon we were passing. I was passing my front door, and there was a beautiful gigantic husky looking into my house. Yeah. No leash, no collar, no nothing, mm-hmm. right? It was a lost dog. So we took the dog in mm-hmm. and we asked around the neighborhood. No one knew whose mm-hmm. dog this was. Mm-hmm. And when I say this dog was huge. Was this the spirit of Bob? This was, <laughs> let me tell you. So we put we put an ad in the newspaper, lost dog, mm-hmm. such and such. And we had this, we had the dog for maybe a month. Wow. Maybe, yeah, before like things went got crazy and I won't get into that, but. Uh, long story short, we found the owner. Okay. Long oh, story short. Okay. Not before someone mm. else adopted it, and then we drove it to New Jersey, and then the owner finally showed up, and then we had to drive the dog back. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I will say, and again, totally anecdotal, 
first of all, this dog was so strong when we would tie it up to stay in like the living room mm. to the couch, we would find the couch in the front of the house. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But this dog loved, loved to pull things yeah. around. Mm. And we used to put my little brother on a sled yeah. and tie a harness onto the dog <laughs> yeah. in the backyard. Yeah. Uh, and this was during, this was like, yeah. During springtime, like it wasn't yeah. even in the winter, and that dog would love to pull my brother around the backyard, <laughs> love it, and be so happy. And you can tell when a dog's yeah. happy, yeah. just yeah, be yeah, so happy sure. and yeah. playing and stuff like that. Yeah. So again, anecdotal. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's the breed. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, that's what they're bred for. So yeah. But this dog would look at us like, like you know, look at us, just kind of like you know. Wants to eat you? What? No, no. We, okay. So, so we found we you. found out that the the dog was actually a, a crossbreed of husky mm -hmm. and wolf. Oh, that's uh, a big dog. Yeah. yeah. And the dog was uh, had had an intensity about it. Yeah. He would look at you, big beautiful eyes, and and, and just lick his chops. And let, yeah. <laughs> but anecdotally, I think the husky likes to pull things around. So. Yeah, I yeah. think they're just worried about pushing the animal. It's not necessarily right, yeah. the, the animal's task. Is that they feel like you know, is are the animals getting treated properly right. and mm -hmm. stuff like that? And yeah. and of course, like any sport where an animal dies for the purpose of our pleasure is not good. Mm. Like yeah. you know, greyhound racing, which mm. is exactly, ending. Yeah. Mm. But especially, I, I can't stand uh, horse racing. Mm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And uh, I mean, I I personally, but but at the same time, I feel like if you're responsible, it wouldn't happen. So. Yeah. However, if you go <laughs> on that note, mm -hmm. if you go onto the website, they do have like live feeds and stuff okay. like that and updates. And it might be fun to just like, you know, see who's yeah. winning and pick a team. Yeah. And, yeah. Doggies. And then right. take out some DVDs and, and you can really get into the yeah. spirit of it. Exactly. Yep. Do you think cool. your dogs could do the idea to run? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think Daisy. I think Daisy could do it on sheer will. <laughs> Daisy would turn around and bite me. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I, I think I think Jerry could do it. I think Jerry would be uh, the leader. He'd be in in the the sled with you. Oh, I was gonna say yeah. he'd be like barking them on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. now if you get. Was, Maybe if I did like the carrot on the stick for yeah. Liam, like yeah. <laughs> a little like <laughs> it'd take like a hundred days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The way he. Yeah. <laughs> the dog would just like constantly go over to the side to smell. What is that? Okay, right. Oh, yeah. Walking again. That'd oh, be my dog. Or like both dogs on the opposite way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of training. I wouldn't even know how to. I know. Yeah. I can barely get my dog to sit and stay. <laughs> Plus, I have to imagine the weather isn't like you know great. I mean, they do it this time of year because it's it's. I guess it works for this time of year. But I'm, I have to I'm imagining they're going to have to change dates and stuff like yeah. that with global warming and yeah. stuff. Cause I think they said some of them, some of the passes are kind of washed out mm -hmm. and then some of them are like really bad with the snow and that the like, moose, oh. there's moose issues. So I read an article where, um, one lady was on the trail and an um, uh, aggressive moose came out and tried to trample her dogs oh my goodness. and wouldn't le like let like kept the Let dogs them, yeah, hostage yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, they had to get a, a hunter come in and, and shoot the moose oh my goodness. to get them away from the dogs yeah, it was just yeah. killing her dogs yeah. oh my but they said that's a big threat is because of, of the weather that more and more moose are coming onto the trails uh, yeah. mm -hmm. so it's kind of a shame that yeah. but interesting Oh my well, god, moose are crazy. those things no, those, are huge. They, they, yes, and they're yeah. aggressive too. Oh my god, yeah. we saw them when we were in California. Well, I wasn't. It was an elk, I think. Mm -hmm. Even so, so oh yeah, my big, goodness, yeah. it was crazy. It was like a national park. They weren't behind anything. The people worked there, just like don't go near them. <laughs> Look at them. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Get away. Like, I didn't, but you know what I mean. They're like, yeah. well, are you dumb? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yes. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> crazy like when they're in the street and they're just oh, yeah. taking up the whole road yeah, yeah. it's, it's big as a truck yeah yeah, yeah.
Oh. Well, thank you, Sarah. Sure. And uh, thank you all for listening. That does it for this episode. If you want to listen to older episodes or read our show notes, you know where to find them. It's at our website, mcplpodcast.com. Click the like button if you're on YouTube uh, and hit subscribe. We would like to get to 1,000 subscriptions, 1,000 subscribers by the end of the summer for our, our library okay. YouTube page. So, And if I ever missed your horoscope, let me know. I forget yeah. which ones I do. Yeah, comment below. <laughs> let us know, and we'll, we'll next time we do horoscopes, yes. which will probably be what mid April. <laughs> yeah, mid to late April. It depends, no. like how because it, it'll always come out on the first, right? Yeah. So if we record, if yeah, like true. we yeah. have to. So yeah, yeah. yeah, figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, again, thank you for listening. For Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. See you on the next show. <laughs>